Hello, thanks for checking out the KZMC podcast. My name is April King, and I am the Associate Pastor at KZMC. This podcast is a recording of sermon teachings from our 9.30 a.m. Sunday morning worship gatherings. We release a new episode every Tuesday. If you're looking to check out our Sunday mornings, you can find our live stream over on our YouTube channel on Kingsfield Zurich Mennonite Church. We would also love to have you join us in person. You can find out all the details about our Sunday mornings on our website, kzmc.ca. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Good morning. We'll get this backed up a little bit. So in case you don't know who we are, we're Robin Ange Campbell. Uh, We usually sit in the back corner over there. Uh, So we've been part of your fellowship for about a year now, and uh, we have really come to appreciate this place. be about three weeks ago, I think Pastor David shared his top ten. We agreed with those, all of those, completely. It was great, especially number one. Uh, you're a very loving, caring, and compassionate place. Like it's it's been fabulous being here with you guys. Um, we were away for most of the summer, uh, just had other commitments and that kind of stuff, and it really felt like a coming home, coming back in September again. So just thank you very much for that. Uh, thank you for inviting us to share this morning a little bit. Um, We'd never seen five for five before. This was a new thing when we first came here. I think the f- either the first time or the second time, uh, Sean was actually talking about uh, praying and prayer with his wife. And that's something that uh, we'd always prayed together a bit as a family, doing devotions and meals and stuff like that. But Angie and I had never really done prayer together just as a couple. And what a great... Uh, great thing that was so we really appreciated that so when we got asked to do this it was kind of like yeah we can do that that'll work good for us so um, the best way I know how to describe devotions is spending time listening to learning from and about my Heavenly Father that's the best way to describe devotions to me the only way you can really get to know somebody is by spending time with them Uh, that also applies to our relationship with Jesus right we need to spend time with him to get to know him Spending time with him isn't a chore. It's not something we have to do all the time. It's something that we get to do all the time. And I think when we turn it into a have to, then it becomes, that's when the joy really starts to go out of it. So I'm going to let Ann share, and then I'm going to finish up. Then we can kind of wrap it up into 10 minutes. So I want to start with Proverbs 2, 1, and then 3 and 5. Listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain knowledge of God. Devotions is the topic of today, and I would like nothing more than to sit out there with each of you individually and just have a one-on-one conversation over a cup of tea or coffee and ask, how do you do devotions, and explain how I do devotions, but you just get to listen to me here right now, so maybe for another day. I guarantee, though, each of us would share the joys and the peace that we would experience as we celebrate our Lord and as we share in that personal time with God. Um, The struggles that there are sometimes in our life that setting aside time can be hard um, as days are busy, but I'd love to know what you're learning 
and I'd love to share what I've been taught lately. Another day, maybe, so we'll just hope for that. Honestly, this topic is very dear to me, and I was humbled to have been asked to share this most intimate, important, important part of my life, as I'm sure Rob was said um, as well. We can sometimes overthink things, like, um, or maybe I'm the only one, but I, I'm not the only one, I'm glad. I used to do that with my devotion time. Um, I had to have my notebook, my Bible, different colored pens and highlighters, and honestly, by the time that I got all set up and ready to start, I was overwhelmed. So all these useful, these tools are useful, and don't get me wrong, but there was something off, and what I realized was I was making it a production, and it wasn't personal. So let me explain what I mean. I was looking at what I could get out of it and how I can do it better and be the best follower of Christ. Can you see where I was trying, but I was off course? I was looking at my time with God selfishly, like what can I get out of it, and being prideful of the way I was going about it. Ouch, a very humbling experience and one I'm very grateful to God that he showed me. So now I look at my devotional time totally different. And here's the change and the shift and the revelation. And if you get anything that I say today, this is it. It's the heart. So when our heart is in it for the right reasons, it's meaningful. You will learn and you will be taught by the Spirit. You will be challenged to live as Jesus did. You will be changed. The heart shows who or what we are devoted to. The term we use, do my devotions, let's just take a look at the definition and at its meaning. So devotion is loyalty and love and care for someone or something. Whether we want to or not, it's just in us, we're gonna be devoted to something or someone in our lives. The change for me, that shift, was when I realized, and Rob mentioned this, I didn't know he was going to, but devotions wasn't something I had to do each day, it was something I wanted to do each day. That was the shift. My heart was so full of love for Jesus that I needed to know more, and it mattered to me what matters to him. So some key questions that when I'm in the scriptures that are helpful for me is that what does this say about God? What is an attribute about him? So when I open the scriptures and read, that is first and foremost, it's there in everything because the, the word is his and it's about him. So um, number two, what am I learning here? So we can apply this to our life as well. And then I end in prayer. Um, about, or I usually pray about something that the Spirit has taught me that I read in the scriptures, or it always turns into a confession sometimes, most of the time, um, an action that he is prompting my heart to do, and always ends in a worship. I, I love old hymns. I'm an old soul that way, and I just, I don't know, there's always like a hymn that pops or a worship song that pops into my head as well at the end, and I love that time spending with him. So the year 2023, just to give you, maybe this is helpful to someone out there, but um, some things I've been reading through the Bible, or sorry, in the year 2023, I've been reading through the Bible chronologically. I've been listening to it in the car as I drive to work. Um, I use the Bible experience off of, what is that? Olive tree. Olive tree. Um, 
I also am a part of the She Reads Truth community. If you've not heard of that, I'd recommend that highly. Um, you can listen to a new podcast every Monday morning, and then they have a study book or a digital copy of the study book. They mostly study books of the Bible or they study topics. And I especially look forward to the Christmas Advent and Easter Lenten study at, um, that they do each year. So this year, I've also with friends studied the book of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John, and currently am part of a group in the community um, studying 1st and 2nd Thessalonians in the old Westfield Church led by Ron Snell, some of you may know. Being a part of a group studying together is super important, and having the prayer support is wonderful. I encourage you to be in God's Word every day, have your Bible set out in a visible spot by a chair that you sit at every day. Um, that's very helpful because it's there, you see it. So um, I used not to be a morning person, right? No. <laughs> but over the years, the discipline, and that's the key word, the discipline of carving time for God each morning, choosing to start my day in his word first thing, and getting a start to the day right by giving him my best has been the most rewarding and precious time something that I look forward to. House is quiet, coffee is hot, and it sets the tone for the day. And I also just want to highlight too that I know what it's like to have little kids. I homeschooled and they're always at underfoot. I just want to encourage, someone needs to hear this, do like spend time in his word. The kids see it and they recognize. And you hope that someday that that practice will be in their heart that they will want to do that too. That's only every mom's prayer. Sorry. Thanks, Ange. Get all choked up there. Okay, so I actually broke my, uh, my devotional part down into three, kind of three points. I'll whip through them quick here. The first point I have is you've got to know your why. Why are you spending time in God's Word? Uh, when our kids were younger, it was really tough to do family devotions. Um, we'd start off great. We'd have great intentions. You know how that works. And uh, then life would get busy. We were milking cows. We were cropping. We were doing all that stuff. We had jobs. And life would get busy. And the first thing that always seemed to go by the wayside was family devotions. And it would just, it would spiral, right? You'd, you'd skip one and then... You'd get back at it, you'd skip another one, and next thing you know, you've skipped quite a bunch of them. And then we'd have good intentions, and we'd get back at it again. And then it just kept, like, that was a cycle that was going on in our life. Uh, we tried lots of variety, books, and different formulas. Um, it was still a struggle. I think the, str the main reason we had that struggle is because we really didn't know our why, why we were doing this. Um, we knew it was an important thing to teach our kids, but... It just wasn't that top priority that we needed in our life. We struggled through our kids are serving Jesus, um, and they know him, and they love him. So a few years ago, I really felt God leading me to learn more about Jesus and how he discipled his 12 and then his 72. I really wanted to know how he did it. I really wanted to know how to follow the example that he had. So I did a bunch of research, started looking at some different people who are teaching about this, wound up with discipleship.org and became a podcast guy, kind of like what Ange is saying there too. This actually became my daily devotions for, for quite a while. 
um, just listening to what these guys are teaching about discipleship and what it meant to lean into other people's lives and how that really works. Um, it's a practice, of, something I really put into practice, and I'm God, watching God work through that. Uh, this past January, I felt led to go in a little bit different direction. I was really feeling the need to just spend time with Jesus. Uh, I really enjoy listening to these deep-thinking theologians, like the guys that make you confused, and you've got to listen to them two or three times, and then you really get what they're saying. Um, so I actually found a guy that I can listen to every morning. It's called Unseen Things with Ferguson Sinclair, and we study a variety of topics. Uh, he spent uh, a week on the fruit of the Spirit. He spent another week on the different soils. Uh, he spent a week on uh, parenting and what the church looks like. And uh, all of his topics are, his Bible studies are about five to seven minutes. So they're not long. And uh, the rest of my, I actually do this on my drive to work in the morning. I get up about 20 after, I leave about 20 after six. And it's about a 40-minute drive to work, and it's a, the perfect time to just spend time with God. So five to seven minutes, and then actually I spend the rest of my time just in prayer. So I pray for my kids. I pray for the ch this church, actually. Um, things that are happening in my life, people and couples that Angie and I are interacting with. People that he brings to mind. Uh, just things that I should be pay praying for. Things that he points out in my life that need correction. Um, he... Jesus really just guides our time together. So the first one, know your why. The second one is make it a priority. Uh, we have times, like we have things, a lot of things in our life that are priorities, aren't there? Like, and what we have as a priority gets done. What we schedule gets done. Um, what we carve out time for gets done. Kind of seeing where I'm going here with this, right? So if we're making time for our, our devotions, it's going to get done. If we make it a priority, it's going to get, get done. Cows and crops and jobs and all that other outside work, it's, it's a priority. It needs to get done, but Jesus needs to be that top priority up there too. So yeah, like I said, my Devo time starts at 620. It lasts the whole drive to work. In the spring and summer, I get to do my devotions with the sun coming up in the windshield, and it's fantastic. So... Um, Angie and I also like to share what God's been teaching us, and it's amazing how it's fairly similar. And Angie already touched on this one a little bit, but just a little encouragement for those of you who are trying to do family devotions. Don't make it a point of conflict. If your spouse isn't where you are, just be patient. Uh, let God do the work in your life, and uh, just keep praying about it. So number two, make your devotions a top priority. Number three, Find something that works and make it a routine. There is a lot of great stuff out there to be learning from. Um, I'm a podcast guy that works for me, but there's so much great stuff out there too. Uh, just make sure that what you're studying lines up 100% with the Word of God. Better yet, spend time in the Word of God. That's the best one to do, right? Um, like Ange does, just work your way through the Bible. It's pretty fantastic. If you miss a day, don't worry about it. Pick it up tomorrow and do it again, right? Just keep working on that. For me, mornings are the best. puts me in the best headspace for the day. So we have know your why, make it a priority, find something that works, and make it a routine. Thank you for listening to us this morning, and sorry we've gone over our time. Good morning, everyone. 
So to start off, I'd like to say that when Deb asked me about the sharing up here that I just jumped at the chance, I was so excited and ready. That was not the case. <laughs> I, w I definitely felt some hesitation. Uh, I think maybe just because sometimes I feel like um, I have more failures than successes in my attempts um, at devotions. But then I also remembered um, when we're growing in anything, you're going to have, there's going to be those successes and failures. And so I'm just going to share some of those with you. Um, and I was trying to think back to when I first would have been interested in devotions. When was that? How old was I? And I'm, I think around age 10 or 11, I got my first journal. I still remember what it looked like. Had little teddy bears and a lock and a key. You know, I hid the keys so no one could read it kind of thing. Um, but in those, in, I have boxes of journals. And in those journals, I would just, they would all start, Dear God. And then when I look back on them now, it, they really seem cheesy, like, oh, I had such good spaghetti and meatballs for <laughs> supper or whatever, like these little weird, or which sibling was being the most annoying or those kind of things. But um, despite the cheesiness, when I look back, I'm like, that was actually formative in my relationship with God, feeling like I could just tell him anything, um, no matter how big or small of a thing it was. Um, so let's jump ahead to kids kids came along. Oh my goodness, journaling flew out the window. That no longer existed. <laughs> um, I, those years, I, I relied heavily on um, a moms and tots time where we did group uh, devotions together, um, group Bible study or church, church groups, small groups. Anyway, just was surrounded by other moms and believers. Uh, that was uh, really important to me during those years uh, for devotions. Um, Let's see, and then let's jumping ahead a few more years to when I homeschooled the kids. Uh, those three years, pretty recently, I uh, had a, I did have a hard time finding what part of the day was really, really the best. And for whatever reason, it turned out to be like late afternoon. So after school was over, and the kids were outside playing with friends or whatever. So kind of before supper. Um, I would sit down, well, I would try to sit down at the kitchen table, and I would get so distracted, it'd be like, oh, there's crumbs on the floor, I'm going to sweep up quick so it's like more, like, I can focus, uh, or there's a load of laundry. So anyway, what I found, found worked was I'd get on the treadmill. Once the treadmill started going, if I had those distracted thoughts, I was like, I can't get off, I'm on the treadmill, I'm just going to keep going. So that was the time that I would put on a uh, ser listen to a sermon or pray or um, listen to worship music and just connect with God then. And uh, the kids came to know that like when mom's on the treadmill, you don't, <laughs> you don't bother her or even, you know, you got to figure it out yourself. They had to figure it out on their own. But um, that only backfired once. They were yelling something at me from upstairs when I was on the treadmill. And I was like, oh, just get your own snack or whatever. I just couldn't hear what they were saying. And that what they were trying to say was someone was at the door for me. <laughs> so anyways, um, yeah. Um, but these days, when the kid, now that the kids are all in school, not homeschooling anymore, um, I just have really been using this method called SOAP that I've, been that I've used on, off and on through the years. And maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't, but SOAP is just an acronym. Um, the S stands for scripture. So when I'm in the word, I just 
pick a book of the Bible, like recently I've been in First Thess- I just chose First Thessalonians, so I read a chapter and then just um, write down one or two scriptures that kind of stick out to me. So scripture, so I actually write it down. I find that writing it out really helps me stay stay focused. Um, and then the O is obs- observations. So that's where it's like I pick out what attribute of God is is um, in here. What is what do I see um, about who God is? Uh, other observations, maybe like a, a word. I want to like go in another translation and, and see what they, uh, how, what is there for a different um, a word study kind of thing. So that's the O, observe is the O. A uh, is the action or apply. So then I try to think about what I can do with what I've just, what I've just read. Um, and a lot of times, or maybe God will bring someone to mind who I can bless in some way, or maybe there's, uh, I need to confess something. So the, the A is just the action, apply. And P is, is prayer, so just ending in prayer. And a lot of times, um, a worship song will come to mind, and so I'll play that too and pray. And um, yeah, worship music really, like a lot of times, God will, might give me bring someone to mind. So when that worship song is playing, I'll, um, the truths that are in that song, just pray over, pray over the person God's brought to mind. So yeah, my devotional life has had a lot of different forms. And so I just, there are a few of them. And that's it. Next. <laughs> oh, you have to. Oh, that one quick, that soap thing is actually, and of course there's an app for that. It's called Daily Soap, but I'm showing my age because that just, I tried it out and it doesn't work for me. But anyways, you might work for you. So yeah, Kaylin. Good morning. Uh, so my name is Kaylin Granger. I was asked to talk this morning about um, how the youth group does devotionals and what that looks like on Tuesday nights. Uh, So first off, I want to introduce the devotional we use. It's called Everything Counts, and it's by Stephen Case. All of the youth and leaders own a copy of this book, so we can read it at home on our own. Um, It's a teen version of another devotional called My Utmost for His Highest, which I believe all of the youth leaders own. So every week, youth and leaders take turns reading the devotional for that day from this book, and then we talk about what it means in our own lives. I think that doing this helps youth and leaders to grow more spiritually. It provides guidance and offers a positive influence. Uh, Each day has a scripture verse, a little paragraph talking about what that can mean in our own lives today, an Oz says section, which which comes right from the uh, my utmost for his highest relating to each day, and then a just between you and God section. So I'm actually going to read today's devotion just to give you an idea of what they're all like. So it's called Vocalize. The scripture is Romans 8:16. It says, the spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. This is the God parade, celebrate. We've got giant balloons of, of the disciples. We've got giant balloons of the disciples. We've got bands and dancers. And we stand on the float tossing out pieces of candy to anyone who wants to reach out. Now, whenever we have a desire to push our agenda and not God's love, we come to a detour. The whole parade must now go around. 
We push our ideas, our rules, our reasons. The detours become roadblocks. We must turn an entire parade around in the street. People at the end of the route miss out. People nearby lose interest and start to go home. We are left in the middle of this street trying to do a 360 in a parade float because we lost sight of the reason for the celebration. Oz says, the spirit of God witnesses to the redemption of our Lord. He does not witness to anything else. He cannot witness to our reason. The simplicity that comes from our natural common sense decisions is apt to be mistaken for the witness of the spirit, but the spirit witnesses only to his own nature and to the work of redemption, never to our reason. If we try to make him witness to our reason, it is no wonder we are in darkness and perplexity. Fling it all overboard. Trust in him and he will give the witness. Just between you and God. God is in you. We've known that. So God telling you about God is like God talking to himself in some ways. The trick is to let God, the trick is to let the God part of you out of the strong metal box you've sort of put him in so that you can hear him with your soul. You can listen or you can hear. Yes, there's a difference. God is speaking. Are you listening? So that is what we do with the youth group every Tuesday night, along, usually along with a bigger study that we work at over a number of weeks. Um, I also want to share this morning what I do personally for devotions. The devotional I read is called Live on Purpose, and it's by Sadie Robertson. Um, it's only 100 days, so I end up reading the youth group one more than this one. But I find both of them are really useful and have great stuff in them. Live on Purpose by Sadie Robertson has been a valuable part of my daily routine. While I may not read it every single day, I find it to be a helpful tool for deepening my understanding of my faith. I wasn't always constantly reading my Bible or devotionals until I realized how important it is to connect with God every day. Devotionals are important to me because they provide structure and guidance, making it easier to connect with God, with God's word, and reflect on his teachings. They offer verse and thoughtful points that steer my spiritual journey in a meaningful direction. Thanks for listening. Good morning. <clears throat> Jim Raymer is my name. Uh, when Deb first asked me, I didn't respond to her right away, and she asked me again, and I said, yeah, I would, so. Um, I know one thing, I, I'll keep it within five minutes for sure. Uh, I was asked to, uh, to share a little and uh, how I experienced to know a God. I thought that's what it was. And then I checked with her and she said, how do you do devotion? So well, either way, uh, this sounds like what they used to call an assignment when I went to school. <laughs> Back in the old school days, it was an assignment. So this made me uh, very nervous and apprehensive. If I had to write down my thoughts, uh, about something, and worse yet, if I had to do it publicly. So, uh, so it's, uh, it's interesting, about three weeks ago, I ran into my, uh, my English teacher in high school, <laughs> and uh, in Exeter, south here in high school, and one time he had to take me out of the classroom to quiz me on why my marks were so low in English. And uh, 
we never really come up with a with an answer to that. Um, but I'm I'm forever grateful that. Uh, just a minute here. Mr. Shaw was his name. He gave me a passing mark, which gave me my high school diploma and got me off and running in the real world. So uh, that's a little of my younger background. I was brought up in a Christian home. I've been going to this church since I was knee-high to a grasshopper. So you can, well, you're going to just take it from there. But uh, about 13 years of age, my parents took me, took our family to the uh, Exeter Arena where there was an evangelistic service at the Exeter Arena. And I put up my hand to accept Jesus into my life. And uh, he's been ever since. <laughs> so I have to say that the Lord has been good to me, faithful, 100%. There's no... Uh... Boy, I appreciate them songs this morning we sang. How good God's been and... Boy, that's... I'd like to echo them, all them songs this morning. Now, one of the best things that happened to me was uh, when I met my wife, Phyllis, way back. Uh, and I married her without hesitation. <laughs> and uh, we celebrated 50 years of uh, marriage last February. So... It, it, it wasn't all because of me, I can tell you that. Um, we raised four children. We, we acquired uh, two uh, daughters-in-law, and we've got seven grandchildren. God's been good. So I have not always been consistent with my uh, devotional time. Now, like I said, I, it's been up and down and here and there, but I know God is faithful, and... Uh, uh, I've tried uh, different things like uh, different devotionals, uh, materials, uh, read through the Bible once, I think it was, tried to get through it because I'm not a real reader, uh, to be honest. Right now I'm using uh, online uh, Impactus uh, devotional, daily devotional. It's an online thing. So I'm not sure if I'm really answering the question, but I, I do know that uh, maybe I should remind myself or preach myself a sermon, a, a few things that, that I should uh, remind myself of. And, and one is, uh, Jesus said that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. That comes from Matthew 4. There's another scripture, all scripture is breathed out by God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. Another one is, uh, Jesus said, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. John seven thirty seven. And here's a tougher one. Uh, <clears throat> Be doers of the word and not hearers only. James 1, 22. Uh, now, devotions, to me, a regular time to read the Word of God in prayer, which is very important. Uh, 
but connecting with God in daily life is also important. Uh, you could be driving down the road and drive past your neighbor or whatever and offer a prayer for the family or a person. That, that would be a, a good thing. Uh, I thought of uh, thankfulness is always a good thing. We can never go wrong by being thankful in everything. Now, you don't want but being thankful for everything, but in everything, give thanks. I think it's important. Uh, so I'm convinced that being thankful in everything and being open to God's leading will, what it does, it closes the door to things that would distract us from uh, the things of God, and it opens the door for the Spirit of God to speak to us, and if we walk through, we can ask, uh, ask for help in uh, being doers of the word. So, so don't, don't, get, don't get me wrong here that I'm, I'm still working on a lot of these things. I'm, I haven't arrived yet. So maybe uh, a verse to end here would be uh, Hebrews 12.1. Let us run with endurance the race that is set out before us. So I'd like to thank Deb for this assignment. But actually, I'll have to be honest. Before I got up here, I was hoping she was going to change it to four for five. <laughs> that might have been just as well. Thank you.